Hello! You are listening to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast that believes slot cars are more fun if you don't take them too seriously. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing paint in various forms, be it paint on a new release, white kits that are ready to be painted, and next been painting wheels. There's also a lovely little story about a young chap, only eight years old, being voted by his fellow competitors as most gentlemanly driver. A lesson for us all. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Talking Utter Slot. My name is Scott. And I'm Nick, and this week we're going to be talking about what's caught our eye in the slot world. And with a having swap meet coming up in just a few days, we'll be looking forward to what we're hoping to see there. Uh, or at least I will, because you're not going, are you? No, no, I'm not going. I'm going to Italy instead, uh, where I've got some teenage boys who want to drive uh, rally cars in the future. That sounds like you've got teenage... No, you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you're not old enough, but that would be... You know. Anyway, um, well, on the, upside, on the upside, the food is almost certainly going to be better wherever you are in Italy compared to the Havent Sports Centre, uh, but there'll be more <laughs> slot cars. So anyway, well, I will report back and see what we can find. Um Big issue, probably a big issue, that's wrong. That's building up. But, you know, the thing which has really caught a lot of eyes, uh, almost literally, actually, is the paint finish on the new Skeletric Dragon Speed Cobra. I think it's a Dragon Speed Dragon something anyway. Yeah. And now this, in real life, this was a Cobra which was built for drag racing and it had a metallic pink, purpley pink finish. Um, so real car, all that sort of thing. And in fact, I think it's been converted to kind of circuit spec and is now running at Goodwood occasionally. So a real car does exist and been been in the UK. Model was announced ages ago. Sample was shown back in May at the Slot Festival. Um, looked lovely. Now, what's surprising is that Pendle, who are, I'm going to say, probably, arguably, the biggest slot retailer in the UK, uh, posted pictures of the model on their Facebook page. Nothing unusual in that. But they chose to do so by saying, uh, we've checked with Skeletrics and this paint finish, which looks very lumpy-bumpy, shall we call it that? Um, it's got a bit of acne, hasn't it? It's got a bit, yeah, something's odd. Anyway, I've never known a retailer to effectively announce the availability of a new model by going, the paint finish is, <laughs> I'm going to say crap. <laughs> Pendle didn't say crap. <laughs> Would, I mean... Pictures we yeah, can zoom in. What, did, what do you reckon? You're a painter. What do you reckon? Yeah. Um, I, I I feel for Scale Electric and I feel for Pendle on this one. Obviously, they're sort of at the coal face in that people are going to receive their lovely boxes of cars that they ordered months ago when they saw the catalogue. And it's going to be Sean and the guys not answering the phone because they don't, but they will answer their emails very rapidly um, uh, when people are going, yeah, it's not right and um, sending their models back. And you see this all the time, not so much on the forums, but on Facebook and whatever, where people are saying, I've sent this car back. Like, Here's why I'm sending it back. They'll post a photo, and that's why. Some I have more sympathy with others than others, but um, clearly there's been a, a bit of an error um, somewhere, because obviously Scale Electric now does whole body 
water transfers effectively. And when it works, you can understand why. I mean, you need to look at the tartan Porsche 911, which mm. could only be done by wrapping it. And those cars are, you know, a, st- a game changer in terms of what liveries you can do. Um, and as somebody who regularly repaints cars, my own handiwork, I wouldn't be happy with what we've seen. Um, I know my stuff is is far short of many of the great scratch builders in the hobby, but um, yeah, that's that's a bit of an issue. And obviously, hopefully, everyone's working a way to resolve it. I'm sure that Pendle will be firing boxes back at Scale Electric from unhappy customers. I'm sure that Scale Electric will be talking to suppliers, and I'm sure it will get resolved. But yeah, it's not helpful for anybody, is it? It's yeah, it's a kind of. I guess there's with production being overseas, China. I guess in this instance, um, you know, they all get made. However many of them of them there are, let's say there's a couple of thousand for this. I don't know, but let's say there's a couple of thousand of them. They get made. They get put in boxes. They get put in a shipping container, and they get sent over. So the first anybody notice knows there's a problem is when they open that first one out of the container. And if they're all the same, and we don't know they're all the same. Um, there's not much you can do about it, really, because, I mean, it's not the sort of thing where... I mean, a great example, so sister company Airfix uh, recently, uh, much beloved, launched the um, reissued a kit of the Bond bug, the the orange little cheese wedge thing, which was last released in 1972 or 73 or something. Uh, and quite quickly, I mean, everybody was... I, I pre-ordered it the minute I saw it was coming, so it was, you know, it was seven, eight months till it arrived. Internet was alive with people going, oh, I've got it, but there's this bit seems to be wrong. There seems to be a short flush on one of the mold pieces. Literally, you took a contacted Airfix customer service. You sent them a picture of it, sent them the code off the, the box, which gave them the production batch number, and I guess to tra- track, track it back to production. And I think a day later, certainly no more than two days later, a replacement part arrived. And you go, fantastic, isn't that wonderful? So I mean, completely responded to it, and I have got what I needed. But that was one tiny bit of plastic. <laughs> this is a complete, you know, slot car. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to issue a new body? I mean, they can't, they can't can they? I don't know. It's, we'll find no, out, no, I guess. That's, that's <laughs> not really our, our job to, to speculate on that. I mean, it's just a, a nightmare you feel for everyone concerned because, okay, if you really want a pink cobra, maybe you need your head red anyway. It's probably, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah. Send, send the brand from customer services. <laughs> <laughs> no. Other than the other, you know, the snake eyes one. Why? Why? It just doesn't mm. look right. Um... Might as well stick a cartoon Dick Dastardly figure in it or something, you know. I think it helps that it's a real car. Uh, and yeah, I believe yeah. it. Uh, so I, I think I think that works actually. That would be one of the ones if I was going to buy one. That's one of the ones I would probably buy actually. Just because it should it would... be, you know, light metallic blue, white stripes. That's a cobra. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> anyway, so our, uh, I guess I'm going to say our sympathies. That's maybe the wrong thing because that sounds. Like, but you know, our, uh, I guess people down in Margate are having a tough couple of days if that's the what yeah, they've got yeah. to deal with. And up in up in Pendle. Um, what else have you seen? What's 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 piqued your interest? Well, it's, it's been a busy time for Slotit slash Polycar of late. Um, uh-huh. 
a number of reissues. But as is always the way with Slotted, whenever like a new member joins our club and we run Slotted Group C's or Slotted's are eligible for various different classes and we run, run a Slotted DTM. And if anyone says, oh, which car should I buy? You always say the most recent release because um, Maurizio is an engineer and he likes tinkering with his designs. And so there's always something. It could be a, a chamfer around the uh, guide hole. It could be, you know, a couple of grams off the weight of the thing or uh, moving that weight down. There's always something with every issue of a car, which gives it a, a reason to buy it for racing as much as a reason to buy it because it's a nice livery or whatever. So bringing out more Porsche 956s, does he need, really need to? No, I mean I've got sixty of them. But yeah, are you trying to recreate that poster? Is that, is that <laughs> basically what's happened? That like there's a subliminal ability. Basically, yeah, that is in the back of my mind. I did a book about the Porsche nine five six nine six two, and it was probably my favourite thing that I've ever done. And I got to sort of see lots of the real cars up close that I watched as a child um, being taken to circuits. You're only you're only ten years younger. Don't rub it. <laughs> well exactly i can remember every race um the first the, the 82 silverstone race when when the porsche 956 it wasn't that much of a landmark for me i was more interested in the momo porsche um moby dick that was running mm. around the back of the pack because that was a moby dick that was a really exciting thing and uh, new porsche yeah whatever um <laughs> and my dad really loved the lanciers because he was just anything in a martini livery he was all over so um yeah didn't make that much of an impression but over the years, and let's face it, it was a dozen years that the car was as competitive. Um, it was just part of life. Twice a year, Brands and Silverstone, or sometimes Silverstone and Donington. Um, you get to see the things in action. Loved them. So it's always been a thing. And now Scale uh, Slotted Slot has uh, brought out the Senna livery, which was always going to happen. Um, maybe Maurizio has a bigger Christmas card list this year and he needs to invest more heavily. I don't know. But that's, you know, clearly a car with center in it. And that's that pretty in the new man livery. That's clearly sold out already, I'm sure. And if it hasn't, give it a day or two. Then there is the uh, same short tail, which has come out um, or is coming out Q1 next year in the Canon livery from late 84 um, which is a historically important car because uh, Richard Lloyd Racing um, rebuilt the chassis. So originally it was aluminium, um, straightforward aluminium, sheet aluminium, and it was a bit wobbly and a bit flexible, but it was good enough at the time. Um, but then uh, Jonathan Palmer, who was the lead driver, sort of wrote an A4 sheet, which I've seen, of all the things he wanted to change. And one thing was, get rid of the tub, it's horrible, it's flexy and make one out of honeycomb, which is much stiffer, which is what they did. And sure enough, they were right at the front. So it's a historically important car, because lots of teams after that built their own chassis, but it was the first one. So that's it. That, and it's a gorgeous livery. And then there's a white kit, which having 60 slots, it means that I've gone through an awful lot. And if anyone's currently looking for a white tail, uh, a, a long tail, whatever, white kit, I'm sorry, I've probably got it. Um... So, yeah, a white kit is always sort of like catnip to me, um, particularly when it's Porsche shaped. So, yeah, that's out too. And it looks like a very reasonable price at most retailers, it has to be said. So, um, yeah, there's lots of liveries out there that you can do. They're normally fairly simple. 
and um, yeah, go for it. And in the meantime, Polycar side, uh, speaking of white kits, the Ferrari 126C2 is out as a white kit, which I think is one that you've been hankering for, so you can do a... I've, I've been resisting buying one. I've been resisting buying I'm doing quite well. I mean, I don't resist very often, it must be said. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've been resisting. I'm... I, white kit is not my thing. Um, I mean, I'll just, it would just remain a white kit forever. Um, I mean, I've even got um, uh, an SRC McLaren, which is all already painted. You just got to assemble it, and <laughs> I haven't assembled that. So, um, but the, 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 that, that model of that Ferrari, there's only, there's, I'm kind of waiting on, I think, either, a, well, probably a Tombi one, either yeah. that or a, or a Peroni with a normal wing. And I know I could probably swap the stuff with anyway. Um but I think a Tombi one might be quite nice. Um I mean I'm a, like everybody my age, you know, Gilles was the kind of the hero of the day at the time and all that sort of thing. And as I said before, you know, there's a there's a portrait of him hanging over the fire. It's not a shrine, it's just a poster. And, <laughs> but um but yeah, I'm kind of like yeah, okay, um yeah. That car is it's not nothing to do with whether it's because he he died in it and all that kind of stuff. Just fine. There are other there are other helmets that might be more interesting, and I'm sure given the the way things work, you know, slot it will get round or polycar, sorry, will get round to issuing every conceivable variation of, of that car. But the um the white kit, unusually for me, is so semi attractive because I love 1982 Grand Prix cars. Um. That was right in the middle of me being at university when I was still vaguely harbouring dreams of becoming the next Patrick Head. So I got a folder full of sort of drawn Formula One cars. I was must have been the only, well, I wasn't quite a teenager at that point, but I must have been one of the very few teenagers who ran to the bookshop and bought the FIA little yellow book of rules every year so that I could uh, amend my uh, the dimensions, etc., on my little Formula One and Group C cars. All of which is preamble to saying, it's not that different, funnily enough, because I wasn't that creative. It's not that different to the cars I was drawing. Um, and with a huge stretch of imagination and talent, I could probably do the livery um, that I had on my Formula One cars. So it's kind of bowed, because all of that is, there's so many if, maybe, buts in there. But the fact is, it's the only one that's come to that. Going back to the Porsches, though, mm. are, I mean, I'm sure there are, but I mean, are there any. I was going to say good. Are there any good liveries that haven't already been done? Oh, lots. I mean, lots lots okay? and lots. I've done, most of my collection is liveries that I've done, which slot it hasn't. Um, I can grab a couple. So this is my all-time favourite. Okay. Simple, plain one. Remember to describe those for those not watching. On... For those not watching on the telly box, um, this is uh, the 1987... Uh, number one car from Le Mans. So it uses the 96285 body um, from from Slotit, and it's painted in a particular shade of green, which was actually the colour used on Ford Fiestas in 1976. Um, and it, it was... I know, I is know. This is this meticulous guesswork, or is that just... Sorry, meticulous no, reading guesswork. No, I asked, I asked somebody at Brunn, or who, somebody who had been at Brunn, I said, look, that was the car that stood out for me. That was my favourite. What was that colour? Because it was amazing. And I think it's the same colour that Vic Lee later used on his um, BMWs. It looks, 
I asked Vic because I was I was working with him at the time, and he told me possibly unreliably that they just mixed some stuff up until they got a cover they liked. I don't and whether that's true or not. I don't know, but I know when they were actually. I think when Ray Bellm at the time was running a little model car company, one forty third. Well, forget the name Piccolino. I want to say. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I don't know. He they they must have got the right color. If anybody was going to get the right color, it would be him. Um, so I think I I ordered. A, I think I got somebody to paint one for me like way back then. Um, so somewhere I've got a modified, um, probably um, would it be a mini champ, something like that. Anyway, that was yeah. painted, uh, and I put the decals on. But it does look the same. Yeah, it's a very not quite Leighton House. It's sort of Leighton House is a little bit more vibrant, isn't it? But it's a similar sort of green that one. Yes, yeah, it's a bit greener than the Leighton House. But um, yeah, I mean, so obviously there's a new white kit. It's the nine five six short tail, which I think is the prettiest um, of all of them. Um, I'd be tempted to get one and do the Henry Toivonen livery because he drove one. It was a works car in Finland mm. in like a super saloons race. It was ridiculous. He won it by like 20 laps. Um, but it was, um, although it was all paid for by Rothmans, it ran with some Finnish TV station in place of Rothmans on the Rothmans livery. So, you know, presumably cigarette advertising wasn't a thing in Finland in the 80s because they're very forward looking, the Finns. Um, anyway so that's one that i've sort of wanted to do for ages and i've sort of talked myself out of it now there's no more white kits left and that's a white kit so uh the ferrari less so for me because it's the car gilles died in and it was the the most horrible thing and then peroni had a horrible accident and whilst it was the prettiest ferrari one of the prettiest ever i just can't get over the fact that it's it's gilles car and i just I'm disappointed in a way. I, I I understand it now from Maurizio and others have said that, well, in Italy, a model of the car your favourite driver died in is a tribute to that driver. That's the Italian way of looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I don't want that car. Why would I want that car? Why? I, I don't get why people sort of associate the number 27 when he never, well, he, he won those races in 81, but he did more with the number 12 on the car than he ever did with the number 27. So um, it's it's, yeah. It, it's a gorgeous car anyway and if you want to have a tombay or an andretti or anyone you can now do it yourself um and also there's there's a new nissan or, or a, a repaint of the existing nissan r89 which is the three brits who um competed at Le Moyne 89 uh julian bailey and mark blundell and i've gone blank who was the third one you know, it doesn't matter because he didn't get to drive the car and he lasted five laps um Jules sadly it wasn't, um, it wasn't Jeff Lees was it no he was in the, he was usually in the Toyota at that point yeah. yes exactly no it was it was oh it's someone, gone someone anyway. can someone can put it's, it in the comments they, they were all part the of the the, the the rat pack so there was Damon Hill there was uh Blundell there was Jules there was um Johnny Herbert um and uh the Stig um, they were all mates and raced together and everything else. And three of them got uh, in this Nissan and uh, Mark Blundell did a stonking qualifying lap and Jules took it out at the start of the race. And I think it completed five laps and he went off 
um, which at the time everyone's sort of very sanguine about it because you'd rather go off in the first hour than the last hour, so it's all fine. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the team management weren't that sanguine, but yeah, I remember. yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's got Blundell's helmet in the car, which is a bit of a shame because Jules never gets the attention he deserves, having got to F1 the hard way, and um, you know put some doggy cars through their paces far quicker than they should have gone. But he he had a good career, and it's nice to see him being reflected in slot form anyway. It's interesting that because it's the red, white, and blue livery, which I think is the best one on that car, isn't it? The sort of yeah. And, um, but I'm surprised. I must confess, when I saw that was being released, I thought, well, they've already issued that one. But obviously, it was the other two because there was three works cars. Yes, because number 20, 23 is good luck, isn't it? Um, in in Japanese, so twenty three is always the lead Nissan, and then twenty four <laughs> will, um, yeah, that, that's the the sort of number two car. Uh, and just to round off, uh, there's an awful lot coming out of Italy this month. So. On Polycar, there's um, a Piper, so another green car, a very green, um, the David Piper Ferrari 412, or as I would call it, a P4. But I know that you, yeah. you, you purists would shout at me, but it looks <laughs> like a P4, smells like a P9. Um, looks very green in the pictures. I mean, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I, it's, it's, maybe it's because I'm used to seeing old pictures of it when it was dirty it didn't it never looked that bright and shiny in any of the, the pictures i saw but yeah um but yeah i was tempted because i haven't i think i've got a fly no no i haven't not fly doing didn't do that whatever it must be a what the, what's the type of, no i haven't got skeletrics one no Racer. I've got a green piper. What was that? What would that be? A fly? That would be a Lola, wouldn't it? Sorry, confusing. Me. Oh yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's green, but that's that's they all, all look the same. Anyway, enough of those things. Um, I'll well, it'll be interesting to see what out of all of that is at uh, haven't on Sunday. It may be a little bit too soon for some of it. Uh, I shall be particularly. Probably you'll see some Senna cars. That that's out. Well, yeah, they, they you they could. You, I, I think you're right. I think they'll go pretty quickly. It's pretty. It's got Senna in it. Uh, I don't know how many. Watch people fighting over the last one. <laughs> well, like I said to you, I think there's a market in Senna helmets for the Skeletrix Lotuses. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, begs the question why it's in that. Why the decorated helmet is on I've the inside of eBay, the eBay my Skeletrix uh, Lotus, by the way. Why you're disillusioned, or you just don't like it? Yeah, or... I took the magnet out, and that was an error. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just drives like a really peaky turbo engine. It's no, like, it doesn't drive at all. It just sits there spinning its wheels it, on Ninko. <laughs> Obviously, our, our, our Ninko tracks a little bit bumpy and beaten up, but yeah, it just sits again. No, sorry, you have to go. <laughs> different tires. Try different tires. Anyway. Um, if distracted of that through, we completely do talking about that. Anyway, <laughs> um, other couple of things. So I was going to say, I have yeah, I'd be interested to see if there are. Well, I'd be interested to see in the flesh, as it were, the dragon uh, cobra, uh, just to see what the paint finish is actually like, uh, and to see if it's already being uh, discounted. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect that might be the case. Um, Something else that caught my eye, which is slightly unusual, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to have to refer to something so I don't get it completely wrong, um, which is I spotted this on Facebook and it's just lovely, and I'll put the picture on the thing. But um, from Slot Car Mods, 
which they call themselves Everybody's Slot Car Magazine. I think it's a, a North American thing. Anyway, um, it's announcing uh, that there was a competition sponsored by SRC in Canada, I'm guessing, um, and it's the most gentlemanly driver who took part. And the wonderful thing is it's a happy, smiling young lad called Brock, and he's young, he's only eight, um, and the other drivers in the competition voted for who they thought was the most gentlemanly driver, and it was him. Um, which is fantastic, and I'll, you know, encouraging kids coming along, and everybody could do with being gentlemanly when they're racing. <laughs> but the really great thing is, he got um, he got a trophy, he got a Los Caliberos CD. I have no idea the significance of Los Caliberos, but he got that anyway. And an Very SRC band. Are they? <laughs> he got an SRC uh, BMW 2.8 Chrono kit, which you know, not bad for. But being nice is definitely worth doing. That's excellent. Um, definitely for one of those SRC kids. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So be, be nice. Madame. Um, <laughs> next time, next time, next time I won't I'm shouting, next time I'm shouting at a marshal, I can hear them going, um, yeah. <laughs> I never shout at marshals. Well, only when they drop my Mark II escort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm naming no names. Um, there's a bit of a paint theme actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna segue mm-hmm. almost seamlessly if it wasn't for the fact that we'd planned it. Um, you've been painting lots of things this week, haven't you? I have. I've been painting slightly insane things in that they are wheels. Um, so I love old front-engined Grand Prix cars. Miles um, brought up by a father who was completely intoxicated by these things and um happily so so i've got a little pre-war collection and a little post-war collection um and i've been adding to those a couple of years ago now um and they're the sorts of kits that you sort of roost on and have to sort of summon up the courage because um the ones i've done recently are george turner kits and george um sort of does a very limited run and then he takes them out of circulation so uh, the kits that i've got are out of circulation and have been for four or five years um i bought them as a job lot from peter Seeger thomas who um is in ifold and runs a club there and he also makes exquisite um perfect scale replica wheels for this generation of cars and he'll spot the difference between one spoke type to another spoke type um you know, slot car manufacturers get it close enough to be right so you can look at a scale extra uh van wall and go yeah well that looks like it should sort of a thing i'll have one of those lovely but then you talk to the experts and they're all very upset um and peter dedicated himself to producing wheels for 30s to 50s grand prix cars which um were 100% right. Um, so I bought these cars and I picked up some of his wheels. Again, his wheels are largely out of production. Um, and they are incredibly complex beasts because the hub sort of separates into two. And there's an inner ring as well. Um, and then into this, you have to have a central sort of a spline onto which you then put the photo etch spokes. And it's anything up to like 84, I think, is the most on any of individual wheel um so three sheets of etch basically super glued very carefully using a pin head 
so you're not getting any on the spokes um and yeah it's quite mind-bending stuff totally new challenge totally nice new thing to do um never again absolutely <laughs> never again even if peter goes into production again no no i'm sorry i love them dearly but no that's that's too much for me um so so <laughs> i need so, a safe word at this point no step away from the it's well i mean I, I saw you posted some pictures on on facebook and stuff but the um and definitely worth the effort i think that's the i think it'll be something that once you're... i mean it's, it's yeah. a it's a passion project for a man who knows his wheels yeah. and it's a remarkable thing to have done. I'm really glad to have a very small number of his wheels and to have actually sort of summoned up the whatever required to have a go at putting them in together. But yeah, that's me done. Yeah, you've got to do. And I'm kind of just doing. It's a bit. I remember putting the the tire decals on Tamiya Grand Prix kits, which was always or painting even the old days, painting the letters. And it was always quite thrilling because it was one of those things that really made the model pop. And um, but of course, you had to do four tires on both <laughs> sides, so it was just like doing you know, the thrill of doing the first one. And then, oh god, yeah! So you've got to do all those. Um, it reminds me of that again. Uh, a sort of hat tip to a, a, another slot YouTuber. Um, so Swift Slots, uh, Rob Bushel, uh, who does some great stuff about. He's a great maker of things, and uh, I wouldn't think of a, you know, he's he's a proper engineer, I think, really. But um, he's the particular uh, rabbit hole that I've fallen down this last week. He bought a second-hand Fly Group Five Capri, hmm. and it looks fine. It's missing a wing mirror, but it's all there and it goes. I think he was missing one breed, but he put a new breed in. Now, if that had been me, I'd have gone great. I've got a you know another slot can I'll put, maybe put some new tires on it I'll run it that's fine not Rob he said I think I can make it a bit better <laughs> so he's there and I don't want to spoil it but I really could go to YouTube channel and it's Swift Slots and you'll see I think he's up to part two at the minute I think he's promised when he set off I think there was going to be one film but there's so much involved he's going to end up being three which sounds daunting but it isn't uh, but he's as well as remaking the chassis. He's using the existing chassis, but he's taking bits away and adding bits. He's repairing the body. He's repainting the body. He's wheels. But the wheels, which are lovely on those models, are big, you know, fat, wide thing. He's, he's taken, he's got aluminium wheels, which are meant for sponge tyres, so they're completely flat, no ridge in the middle to hold the tyre. He's turned down the fly inserts to get them in. Which is not easy because it's got to take the axle coming through it, and that's going to be slightly different. And he's made a sleeve, an aluminium. He's turned an aluminium sleeve that goes over the top of this sponge alloy wheel uh, to create a ridge, so that the original fly tires will fit. Uh, And then, for good measure, he's just made his own tires as well. Uh, I mean, it's and it's mesmerising to watch. It's just lovely. So. I picture you building these wheels as much as you should have. You should have stuck a camera over the desk. You can always edit out the expletives. I'm sure. I, I was tempted to do a sort of a uh, you know stop motion or whatever so the setting is on your iPhone and film myself building one of these wheels just so I'd have something to show my grandchildren. 
um but i didn't in the end so there was too sweary for words um without a camera have the, on me, so. have the wheels now been united with a, a car have you got a um, I've no that I haven't got the right size axles in as much as all the ones I've got are either too narrow or too broad, so it sits there looking like a modern F1 car. And I've got no tires yet because, um, the correct size tires, amongst other things, are available from um, a particular um, online retailer, um, RS Slot Sport, um, RS Slot Racing. Um, who are at the Colin Spark, who, who runs that, is a lovely chap, and he really is dedicated to the the older cars. So he stocks things like the immense miniatures heads of Grand Prix drivers, beautifully rendered, like Fangio and Nuvolari and James Hunt and whoever. Um, all the odd sized wheels, um, He's got restoration parts, you know, for Marklin or whatever, tyres and things like that, mm. and also ones that fit Peter's wheels. So um, he's going to be a next stop, as and when I have a bit of slot car funding available. I'm I'm waiting on tyres slightly less uh, exotic than yours because, as you know, I was having a bit of a rally to myself the other week, um, and I think quite a lot of my SCX cars need now need new tyres. Um, and so, uh, but the, the my usual supplier don't, doesn't seem to have uh, any, and they've got the the wider that standard rally car tire for this. I mean, it was on so many models, wasn't it? And um, so, yeah, I need to get some of them, and then uh, I shall rerun my rally and see who's who's doing better. <laughs> I managed yeah, to get some. I need to get tires for is my Bastos Peugeot two hundred six, which is a top slot kit that I got. Wow, um, that sounds nice, yeah. Yeah, it's very pretty. And it's on a Ninko chassis because Top Slot, well, they're 20 years old. They use Ninko as the base. It's on a Peugeot 306 Ninko chassis. Um, and I found some of those Ninko DTM wheels, which go on it perfectly. And they looked like the, the right ones for an asphalt rally in 2003. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it uh, it needs tyres. I'm like, oh, damn, that's another thing <laughs> needs doing. Well, that's always a list. That's always a list. Um, talking of things acquired, you, I'm going to again. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead the duty here. You showed me things that you managed to find uh, on holiday. If I yes, can't remember, we're talking about really and I don't really buy much. But we did go to France on holiday and um, pitched a tent next to a river in a campsite. So that was okay. <laughs> Fly camping. Um, <laughs> And this looks a nice spot. I'll stick the tent right. <laughs> I declare this. Run the flag up. It's ours yeah. now. I see. But... You've just reminded me. One of the times I went with my eldest to Le Mans, we made a very last minute decision to go when you could, and we drove over. Uh, so he was still, he was only remember, he wouldn't even just a teenager maybe, and um, so we were we got somewhere in France, kind of on the way, and we pulled into this kind of service station halt thing. I said, "Well, we'll find somewhere to pitch the tent because it was pitch. It was dark, you know." And found a bit of grass by the car and pitched the tent. And in the morning, it was on a grass verge, like an island in the middle of the <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> but we were going fairly quickly, so it wasn't too bad. Sorry, I interrupted. Just a flash of memory. Um, <laughs> I got um. Dragged into a toy shop at um, one stage by the kids. Right. They were actually... Right. How, how yeah. much dragging did you need? To be honest, they were going completely berserk, and we just needed to find something to calm them down. So, um, yeah, that was that was fine. 
Um, and it turned out that they were stopping selling slot cars and they, they sold SCX. So they were selling off their remaining stock um, and they were selling off cars that had been on display. So I think it was 24 euros for a boxed car and 17 euros for an unboxed car. So I came away with, um, and audio listeners will just have to bear with us on this, the uh, Ford Fiesta WRC in the livery carried by uh, Mikkel Kosciuszko in the Jordan Rally in 2012. Um, he was actually competing in WRC2, so this should actually be an R5 car. Um, but it's very pretty, and it's white and black. And we run an SCX four-wheel drive class uh, at the club. And the Fiesta is always a car to, to beat. It's always one of the quickest ones out there. It's got the smaller, slightly talkier motor, which was introduced with the Lancia Delta Integrale, but that had a terrible chassis, so you never knew how good the engine was. Uh, the Delta S4 had that engine and is one of the best cars uh, in four-wheel drive SCX. And so too does the Fiesta. And this one, which is the Citroen DS3 WRC, so I got these two cars for €34, Euros, brand spanking new, um, from the, the basically they've just been in a showcase for some years. But um, I thought that's that's a pretty good That was a good find. It reminds me of the old days, pre-internet. I mean, the internet's wonderful for lots of things. Um, but, of course, the, the old days you would go and visit somewhere. And I always said I had a kind of spidey sense. You know, you could sort of tell... That's the kind of street that'll have a model shop in it, you know, and you would sort of go down and find somewhere. And, and um, on sort of foreign trips with work, I was always kind of venturing off, and it's great. I've still got cars, and I can pick them up and remember. Oh, I remember I was in such and such a place, and I got that, or found that in X Y place. Um, so that's great that you've got those are great little mementos of those. I think wonderful, but just so rare to now find anywhere. Never mind, yeah. you know. Yeah getting rid of them anywhere that's open. No. And clearly, in that part of France, you won't find one anymore because they were selling off their remaining stock. So, Yeah, that's just that. Interesting that it was SCX, though. That's the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's... There isn't really a... Well, sideways, sideways are French, I think, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, they had got some of the WRC, you know, the 143rd sets. Hmm. But, yes, 143rd. Rally country, you see, there was more. I guess it was because it's rally country, so rally yeah. slot car. That's probably yeah. the way in. Well, I, um, I, I've also bought some rally cars, but I, I don't the, the, the SCX Puma, um, which I think is a lovely thing. And as we were seeing earlier, that the complexity of that body shape and the complexity of the livery, and it looks to my relatively untrained eye on that car, it looks absolutely perfect. Um, I think it goes fine, you know, the rubber band front wheel drive, it de-slots occasionally if you give it lean on it in a corner, but you know. It's painful to hear of SCX doing band driven though, isn't it? After all those glorious years of shaft driven. It's because they want to get the chip, space for the chip the digital chip back in. But more encouragingly, I was was, was tempted by as I know you have been as well, the, the reissue Avant slot reissues of old Spirit cars. Yep. But unlike you, I'm not going to buy white kits and paint them because <laughs> see, see earlier comments. Anyway, and I was I was hovering over the golfs, and then I thought I found online somebody selling them for about the same price as would have been an monster watch. So I thought I will lump again. So again, apologies to those not viewing. I'm holding up um, a golf Mark One with some wide wheel arches and some very nice 
uh, two-part spoked wheels. Um, and it's sort of red and orange and yellow and white. And I don't actually know what the car is, but it's hold it from the camera. It's famous to me, and I blame the 1979 Tamiya catalogue because they had, I think, both a radio-controlled model of this and, I think, a static kit of it. So back in those days, I mean, we would never have seen a picture of, you know, a low-division racing car that was from another country. You would just you barely ever saw Formula <laughs> 1 cars in colour, never mind these. So I had no knowledge of it, but obviously 50 years' worth of subliminal desire has meant. So I got that. It, it, needs a, it needs a crown wheel. And having got it and found it delightful, I thought, well, I've got to get the, the rally one as well. So I managed to find somewhere selling. In fact, it was Pendle were selling off, um, don't know where, it was almost like a little time machine. They'd sort of gone back in time, found some old stuff that was still brand new. <laughs> so I'm now holding up another Mark One Golf, this time uh, in regular body shape, and it's a rally car, black with a, a yellow and green BP stripe. Um, I think they own lovely little wheels, too, you know, too wide, but the hubs are, oh, I'm really not holding it in front of the camera. Um, focusing on that, go on. No, it's not going to do it. Um, it is the noisiest slot car I have ever. <laughs> it, it honest, I stopped as soon as I started because I thought, that sounds like I'm breaking something. Um, put lots of lube and oil and stuff on it. But no, that's just, it, is, it goes fine. But the noise is, ah, oh, torturous. Anyway, the real joy, and I'm conscious of time, but today, uh, yesterday, sorry, the postman delivered the most beautiful slot car ever. Asterisk <laughs> until the next one. Uh, I'm again holding it up, which is the Polycar uh, BRM in the Marlborough livery as it won the 1972 uh, Monaco Grand Prix. Um, those, those front wheels look a bit high up, Scott. No, no, I don't, 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 no. This is true. The front wheels don't touch the track uh, and <laughs> they're quite stiff. Uh, so I think if they did touch the track, it would slow it down. This is the, the you know, aforementioned. We started off talking about paint on a Skeletrix car. Yeah. Now, I mean, that issue looks quite serious, but it's funny how there are some things, I think, there's some things, you know, a polycar car comes out and the wheels don't touch the track. And I, for one, and I think a lot of others go, yeah, that's, don't mention that's fine. You know, it's just a lovely car, it's a lovely model. And then, you know, Skeletrix or Carrera do something and we all go, oh, you know, the wing mirrors are the wrong shape or something or other. Um, <laughs> but there's the, the, the as I was, as this the, the significance of this. Sorry, can't see it again. <laughs> yes, we won't go into that right now. But the um, <laughs> the significance of this model for me was, as uh, very briefly, because I'm as I nineteen seventy three seventy four. I don't know exactly when. I was given a calendar, but it was an old calendar. It had been hanging on somebody's office wall the previous year. So I got given it, and it was full of prints by Michael Turner. And it had Concorde and some planes in it, but it also had a lot of Grand Prix cars. Stuart's Tyrrell, Fittipaldi GPS, which I knew and loved from my Corgi models. But it also had a painting of that car, which I didn't know what it was, winning at Monaco. And I just loved that painting. And it stayed on my bedroom wall through my teenage years, and I've probably still got it dog-eared somewhere. And some And then sort of 10 years later, there was a book of Michael Turner paintings, and I bought that. And I've got that. 
So this, in a, in a way, I've been waiting for 50 years for this slot car to arrive. And so I am absolutely delighted with it. Well done, Maurizio and Maurizio. Thank you. That's <laughs> made me very happy. Right then. we. Have you, anything else you want to confess to buying? Yeah, I think so. I think we're we're getting there. good at this. I'll ask you we're getting good. Actually, I'm asking everyone to keep a lookout when they go to the swap meet is uh, a Ninko Mini Cooper and okay. the SCX Hyundai um, i20 in the Danny Sordo livery, which for some reason seems to now be like 80 quid everywhere. So if anyone's got one at a reasonable price, then I'm asking everyone that's going, can you, go, can you just grab it and I'll pay you back? Um, that's that. Those are my two sort of wish list items. Everything else I want at the moment these days is kits. So those are the two. Um, yeah, just uh, keep an eye out for those. What else are you going to be looking for though? Is there anything that you're sort of hankering? Oh well, that's the joy. I'll go there and vaguely looking for tires for something and come away with six cars or something that I never <laughs> thought I wanted. You know, or I'll find something that's cheap. But you know, that's the joy of going. Or sometimes just go and talk rubbish to people because that's that's. Kind of what I do. <laughs> right, we better wrap up. Um, if you've listened this far, I hope you've enjoyed. If you haven't listened this far, I don't care. <laughs> so I'll say goodbye and Nick. See you soon. Thank you. See you, everybody.